The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift his countenance upon you and give you peace. These are the closing words I said at my uncle's funeral right here several years ago. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. These are words I've proclaimed as a benediction before in my sermons. And then today's verse, if you continue in that lesson, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. These are some of the biblical blessings that we often hear at the end of worship services for the benediction. Now, I grew up in the Methodist church. I was born and raised going. In fact, there were very few times I missed, and I always looked forward to the benediction, mainly because I was a selfish little kid and I knew the service was over. <laughs> but I think it still continues today. And it's not that we're, you know, doing the na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na, hey, 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 goodbye. It's not that idea. It's the idea that God is sharing something with us. These final words as we walk out. And so a benediction is really, the term itself means good words. The word is usually the last in the liturgy and it's usually the word of the presiding minister. It's the word of God, from God, about God and what God is going to do and is doing in that moment. The benediction or blessing is not about what people have to do once they've left the worship, but about what God is going to continue to do in each and every person's life. This is my last time preaching in this service. And I've experienced the benediction, the blessings, the good words from each of you. My family has been part of this church for nine years. My oldest has learned to read by singing hymns and it is majestic. And it's not that I'm coming and saying, peace out, mic drop, I'm gone. Although I've joked with that. I come to share how you have touched my heart and my family's heart in these past nine years. You have been with me before we were even here through Jonathan's medical trials. You were there. We were so far from what was our home, but you made us home in Savannah and then here. You have been with my kids in the birth of a child. You've helped us raise them to love worship, to love this place. I can safely say I've never once had any of my children ask, do we have to go? Now, granted, they may have said that when I had a meeting and they were just wondering if they had to go to that. But we come and it's because of the blessings, the good words that you've poured out in our hearts, into our lives. So thank you. Thank you with all sincerity, thank you. But I don't wanna leave you with just a thank you. 
Because I believe that a blessing or a benediction is this pronouncement of God's favor on people, places, events, things. Throughout scripture, we, we encounter many acts of blessing. God blesses the sea creatures and the birds in the air in Genesis. King Melchizedek blesses Abram. Isaac blesses Jacob. Jesus blesses the children, even his disciples as he departs. Blessing others is in the DNA of God. And I believe it should be in every aspect of every Christian's ethic, their life. Blessing should be expressed through followers of God because we don't enact this posture of God. Who will? Who will begin to share the blessings in the world around us? Now I want you to be clear, there are blessings as well as prayers in which God is praised for the gift of something rather than the divine blessing being invoked directly on someone or something. This is why we say the blessing before we eat or drink. It's because we seek to bless God who has blessed us. But I wanna share with you a passage, another passage of scripture this morning. It comes from Luke the last chapter of Luke, Luke 24, and I'm gonna begin in verse 44. He says, then he said to them, these are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to the understanding of scriptures, and he said to them, thus it is written that the Messiah is to suffer and to rise from the dead on the third day and that repentance and forgiveness of sin is to be proclaimed in his name to all nations, beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. And see, I'm sending upon you what my father promised. So stay here in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. Then he led them out as far as Bethany and lifted his hands and he blessed them. While he was blessing them, he withdrew from them and was carried up into heaven. And they worshiped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy and they were continually in the temple blessing God. You see, but what Jesus does by lifting his hands and offering God's blessing, God's benediction to his followers, this is the image of Jesus being prominent and, and you see it in, in art, you see it all over the world of, of Jesus and his hands and offering the benediction. Why is this so important? I think what it says, it says something about the nature of God from the beginning, that God was blessing creation and that God wanted creation to be fruitful and to flourish, but you know, in our day, a blessing can also become countercultural in society full of cursing and negative critique. Jesus raises his hand to bless, but we live in a world so quick to raise its hand to fight. The bickering and quarreling and the entrenchment of arguments and animosity and pure disregard for others have created a desert in this nation. We look around and we see a dry and weary land living without the living water of God. 
hope you're tired of it, the fighting, the loss of life, the division, the bitterness, the unwillingness to learn and listen. I believe that to be, to say a blessing, to gesture a blessing like Jesus did is to raise one's hand in defiance of hands raised or lifted to abuse another. To raise a hand of blessing is to break the brawls and the war that we find in, in government and society. We live there. But yet we can't see love in one another. Jesus lifts his hand to bless, to heal, to love, to bring them in. He's demonstrating how he wants to be remembered, how he wants to be known. What if we bless people into the faith instead of scare them or argue them into it? What if we bless others to such an extent that they fall in love with Jesus through our treatment of them? We know many that are turned off of Christianity because of Christians, not because of Jesus. The problem has been our Christian witness is not the one to whom we witness, Jesus Christ. So as I was preparing this final sermon here today, the question I ask myself and I ask you now is, how do you want to be known or remembered? What kind of Christian do you want to be? We don't know what Jesus said in that Luke passage. We don't know the exact blessing he gave, but we know how he gestured. May we not live in a world where the final gesture is rather a finger, but may it be hands open to love. What do you leave behind? I'm not saying that we have to be perfect because we are far from that. But what kind of impact might we have on others if we seek to bless someone every day? You've done that to me. In some form or some fashion, even on the cruddiest day when I had to walk in, there was a blessing. Through friendships, through love, be able to stand beside you in marriages and baptisms and funerals, sharing a meal together at tables, being in worship. There's blessing. But that's in the safety of this place. What if we take that same blessing out into the world in which we live? that our living will not be in vain and we live in such a way to bless others. To bless is clear. Romans 12, 14 says, bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. How do we want to end our lives? End our day. Begin this summer what do we want to leave behind? Nothing can be gained from more cursing, more heartache, more hate. 
And I believe it's not a coincidence that Jesus led the disciples as far as Bethany before he ascends because in Bethany is where he resurrected Lazarus and a blessing from God in that location tells me that a blessing can resurrect a dying soul. So as you go today, go and bless someone. You've already blessed me. It may be their only lifeline to God. And as you go, may the Lord bless you. I share with you our passage of scripture. Finally, brothers and sisters, farewell. Put things in order. Listen to my appeal. Agree with one another and live in peace. And the love of God and peace will be with you. Greet one another with a holy kiss. All the saints greet you. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all.